Hi, everyone. My special guest today is Roger Christian. Welcome, Roger. So, Roger, um, you, you've been around quite a bit, uh, traveling around the world, haven't you? Oh, geez, I've been to over 70 countries uh, around the world, mostly, oh uh, mostly in Africa. Yeah. So how, how did you end up going over there? Like, like well, here, yeah. you know, here you are from a small town in Temiskaming, and all of a sudden you're over in Africa. Yeah, so I, I don't know if it's because my my dad, you know, my dad was Swiss. He was yeah. uh, he he came to Canada in 1922, and as one of the first three science professors at Université Laval, and uh, maybe that that this European connection gave me the um, the idea of traveling. But basically, when I uh, when I went to university in Montreal, I, I left Tibet coming what 1965. Went to university, University of Montreal, Polytechnique. I finished there in 72, and later I did an MBA. Mm -hmm. One of my buddies at uh, Polytechnique was uh, Martin Poirier. And uh, right after he mm -hmm. spent a couple of years in, uh, in Cameroon as a, as a professor, and then he went uh, five or six years later in his career to Saudi Arabia. And it's sort of, I, I was always interested by the stories he was telling about how you could uh, every day you learned a new word, a new a new flavor, a new plant, a new animal, <laughs> and this travel and and I guess in in two thousand when was it exactly I left um, Canada I was working uh, in Valleyfield and um, uh, I decided to go to to Gabon uh, mm -hmm. actually I, I rejoined Price Waterhouse I had been working for Price Waterhouse for about uh, fifteen years. And I had left uh, Price Waterhouse to go work in the private sector, uh -huh. uh, and and uh, they are they were uh, they were advertising a new position in Africa. So I said, "Oh, I know all these guys. Maybe I should apply." And, and um, in 1989, uh, yeah. and uh, spent a couple of years in Gabon, and uh, then we we won another contract in Guinea Conakry, uh, where I went and ran the power utility. Power utility, but uh, mm -hmm. got me into the power sector, and then that got me into the World Bank, and I, I worked on projects for the. So that's, that's how I got around <laughs> into oh, international, international uh, experience. Wow, Roger, what a life, eh? <laughs> it has been. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. And if if life is fun, that's that's what it's all about, isn't it? It is. So yeah. actually, in in nineteen uh, was it eighty nine? I, I I left from Montreal with all my family. I had three kids, a wife, and we lived in Africa for four years. Oh. And, uh, so they, they they were they they got exposed to this, and uh, all three of them have the the travel uh, bug. <laughs> oh yeah, they like to travel. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's so. Then, Roger, you mentioned about being involved in the power uh, sector. Is this how you got into the solar e-cycle thing? Yes, that's that's right. So, from uh, from my, uh, I started my career actually in the mines in 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 uh, up in Gagnon uh, near near Port Cartier, uh, and uh, I did a couple of years there, and then moved to, back to Montreal after my engineering degree and. Uh, got into, um, managed to land a job with Price Waterhouse, and that was a big consulting firm. Yeah. And, um, 
And uh, so that took me to, uh, we had uh, different projects in different countries and uh, um, it, it, it really, uh, it, it, this uh, going to Africa, we started with a the, uh, restructuring a railroad and then we, and then I got this job in the power sector and that really got me hooked. I think yeah. I, did, I did something like 50 projects in Africa over 30 years and about 30 of those was in the power sector. So I was involved in hydropower and privatizing power companies, um, in uh, doing um, uh, investment projects, uh, distribution networks. Uh, oh, boy, all kinds of stuff in the power sector. Yeah. Uh, but um, um, I was involved in, in a lot of, of the rural electrification concepts, trying to get power out to people who didn't have it. And mm -hmm. so in 2015, I'd had this idea of, of trying to build a, a solar-powered vehicle. You know, I was dabbling in, 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 the, in my log, uh, log cabin in, in, uh, in Tamiskaming. I was dabbling with solar power. I had uh, solar panels and batteries, and, and I'd mm -hmm. like to fool around with electric bikes. And I said, hey, here's something we could do. Combine this solar power with with e-bike motors, electric motors, and and make a vehicle that exact that you could you know just sit in and drive, and it would recharge while it's parked on on the street. So, yeah. an idea I had for for many years. Yeah. I got to to start it up in 2015 when I was in, in Morocco. Um, uh, I was there for a four-year project. And yeah. it, it was like three weeks a month. So I had a week off and I would either travel or my wife would come and visit me uh, for traveling. But the rest of the time I would, <clears throat> I would, uh, I, I did like what, what Steve Jobs did. You know, you, you rent a garage and you, you build a prototype and then you, you try to raise some financing. <laughs> yeah. So Roger, you, you also mentioned uh, in the little story that you put in the, in the souvenir de Tamiskaming, you mentioned about Cameroon and meeting. Actually, you went to a kingdom, right? Yes, actually, yes, I did. And this was my second year in Africa, um, or was it the first year? But we were we were based in Gabon, the family and I, and we decided to go to our first safari, uh, and the closest was Cameroon, next door to Gabon. Yeah. And so we took uh, we took a it's an hour one hour flight, and then we we they took us out to. Um, uh, to the on this uh, long trip up north to uh, from from the coast up into the hottest areas of, of central almost central Africa and um, on the way we stopped into this, this village uh, a um, it was it was a kingdom there are many kingdoms in in, in Cameroon I, I discovered that later when I spent two years in Yaoundé but mm -hmm. this kingdom uh, this king had had 30 wives and 150 children <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> And he explained to me, and that was a bit the, the start of this whole uh, solar-powered bike project, was he was saying that half his family did one thing. They just went and fetched water. And they fetched water a year-round. They had to walk seven kilometers in the rainy season uh, and 14 kilometers in the in the dry season when it's hot. And oh, my. So the, half the, the women, the children, they all carried the, these water pails for over this distance. And at that time, I said, "Wow, we should be able to create an electric vehicle with and, and recharge it with solar power, so people wouldn't have to put any fuel in it and, and just drive and 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 carry water for everyone." So that was the origin of the project. Yeah. Uh, through look visiting this kingdom in 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 uh, it was in uh, 
in northern Cameroon. Yeah. Are they using these vehicles now? Uh, we we didn't have all the success we wanted with the, with the project. We have we built about 20, 20 tricycles. We've we've raised you know about half a million dollars of grants. Uh, but wow. we've been, we have a small team in in Kenya and another one in in Morocco, and we're um, we we developed first of all twenty uh, on our first design, which was a more or less a homegrown thing, and then we we put it out into into the market and we drove about twelve thousand kilometers with our vehicles, and we discovered all kinds of ways to improve it, make it last longer. Uh, and and we so we reinvented the, we completely redesigned the vehicle in in yeah, yeah. and we've won a, a, a grant recently we're going to this year in Kakuma Kakuma is a refugee refugee camp in uh, western Kenya there's about two hundred thousand people mostly living in tents and uh, <clears throat> being supported by the United Nations so we've been selected to uh, uh, to provide uh, twenty tricycles to uh, to supply services to the community, you know, uh, people. Oh, that's, that's excellent, Roger. Yeah. yeah, and we're working on all, all kinds of other grants and, and things. It's a bit slow, but it's uh, it's uh, very rewarding to be. Yeah. Involved. So, Roger, I uh, on your Facebook page, uh, you had a um, a video that you did with uh, uh, somebody in Kenya from one of their uh, TV stations. I think it was. Oh, yes. yes. And uh, I found that very interesting because um, from the sounds of it, Kenya is one is a country that is very they're, they're really trying hard to use solar energy, aren't they? Well, pretty well everywhere in Africa. But yes, Kenya is highly um, a high proportion of the energy that they're, 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 they're using is, is from is uh, is generated by. To uh, renewable energy, one is solar power, of course, wind yeah. power, hydropower, and they all. What's special in Kenya is they also have geothermal uh, power. Oh yeah, hot, hot lava under underground. So wow. yes, they, there's a big proportion of uh, renewable energy in Kenya, but Kenya yeah. is also a very dynamic uh, startup uh, business. I think they raised something like six hundred million dollars last year in small companies like ours to. To expand, or we see there's a lot of um, uh, progress in in electric motorcycles. There, are, there are several companies that, that have won three, four million dollars to to start uh, uh, the distributing and, and renting out electric motorcycles to the public. Yeah. yeah. So, do they speak English or, or French over there? No, Kenya. Kenya is a is a is a, a UK a British. A colonial state at one point, and uh, so the English is is I guess the uh, the business language. Uh, there's of course everybody speaks Swahili, uh, yeah. but English is really the the language of business. Did you learn any Swahili? Words. <laughs> sawa sawa. <laughs> is it is it swearing? <laughs> no, no, it's a, it's a, uh, it, it's a very good, very good. Thank you. Uh, so, Roger, um, do you think that coming from a small town like Tamiskaming, do you think it helped you relate to the people over there better? Uh, well, I, th I think so. You know, when you live in, in, in a small town, you, uh, uh, you know everybody. 
you're very social oriented. I remember my parents used to have these bridge clubs and, 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 and we always had these, these big parties, not parties, but suppers where we invited people either at the hotel or, or up at the cottage. And then yeah. you know, we had, we had, uh, uh, we always had a big network of friends and so on. No, that yeah. certainly is certainly uh, uh, gave me a, a, an advantage in, in Africa. Yeah. Do you remember that canoe trip we went on, Roger? <laughs> the one where we ran out of food and all we had was was uh, onions and ketchup to eat. Was... <laughs> well, we also made sure we took beer. <laughs> but that, we ran out of that pretty quick, didn't we? Yeah, that went to, that was the first thing to go, I think. But that was a lot of fun, wasn't it? And then I remember one time up at your like your uh, your dad's uh, cottage was on Jawbone Bay, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. What a beautiful place that was. I remember you and I were up there one time and you, uh, I don't know if you were allowed to do this, but your dad had a beautiful uh, wooden boat. Yeah, he had, one, he had a, uh, a one of these cedar boats uh, made by, uh, a P, it was a Peterborough. It was a, it must have been a 25 foot uh, inboard with, with three yeah. rows of seats. That was really a, uh, that was a nice boat. He called it uh, Brigitte. After Brigitte Bardot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I remember you and I went for a ride in that boat one day. I don't know if you were allowed to take it, but anyway, we did. And uh, we ended up going to the uh, to the main dock at Kip Lodge. Remember that? Uh-huh. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah what, that was a great day. It was a beautiful summer day. That boat was just glistening. Yeah. Like, it was so shiny. Yeah. Yeah, we had some good times up there, eh, Roger? Yeah, we certainly did. That was a nice, beautiful environment to grow up in. Yeah. I can remember going, going, and I think I said this in my article, you know, driving at night in the boat, going from Kippewa all the way up to Hunter's Point, uh, 25 miles away, just uh, just with the this, uh, light of the moon and the stars and uh, yeah. guiding ourselves with the, the profile of the mountains. That was really a thing. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, that was... Yeah, that would be something. That would be something. So I was, I was hoping uh, you would maybe help me with uh, trying to f track down some some people that I used to hang out with. Uh, well, I yeah, you know, it's funny you mention that, Roger, because I know in your story you mentioned a few people, and you said, "Where are you? I miss you." You know. So I, you know, the plan for this podcast is to uh, let everybody know on the Tamiskaming sites that it's available hopefully they'll listen to it and uh so who who are some of the people you're you're wanting to reconnect with well there was there was a guy i used to hang out with was his name was sabo oh and ronnie ronnie and he he died, he lived down uh, near the uh near near the uh the plant you know near the bridge going to ottawa going to ontario and oh, yeah. he, he was in the air force and i remember it's, last time i met him it was uh he came to our place in Montreal. He was a pilot in with the, the Canadian Air Force, um, and then I never heard from him again. So I was wondering whatever happened to uh, to him. Well, so maybe one of the listeners listening to this podcast might have a clue. If they do, you know, can you just uh, send a message to Roger on his Facebook Messenger, and and let him know if if you know where Ronnie Sabo is. I would love that. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. Um, so, 
like Roger, it sounds like you're still you're not really retired, eh? I I can't I can't stop working. I, <laughs> I'm I'm working about half time now, even though I'm yeah, way yeah. past retirement age. But I'm still traveling to uh, to Africa. I'm doing a an assignment in in Guinea Conakry. You know where I was a I was a general manager of the power utility in this small country. Um, it had it had something like 80 megawatts of, of capacity at the time for the whole country. And wow. 80 megawatts is smaller than what Hydro-Quebec builds to just to construct a, 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 a power dam like LJ2 or LJ3. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, but, but it was a very interesting experience. And, and it's interesting to go back 30 years later and, and see how things have changed and improved. Yeah. yeah. So that's what yeah. I doing that would, that would be very interesting for sure to, to follow up on it, something you were involved in uh, it is yeah. and what's the funny part is that uh, i meet people now who have become uh, the ministers and directors in the company and they said oh you hired me 30 years ago i was a young engineer <laughs> <laughs> isn't that cool that's so cool yeah it is wow. you've had quite quite the life, Roger, and I'm sure there are people out there wondering what the heck ever happened to Roger Christian. We like uh, people, you know, to them. Where did they go? But there's a, there's a lot of people from Temiskaming who have been uh, very successful in whatever they've done. You know, uh -huh. a little time. There's been doctors. Several doctors have ended up coming out of Temiskaming, and yeah, it's it's. Uh, a great little town. I love that place. Well, it has its 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 own character, eh? From the history of of having being people who stayed there after '74 when when the, the plant shut down, yeah. to be, uh, and and created a whole new life uh, there. And yeah. I, I go back and I see that you know the White Oaks Inn was became a, an old folks home for a while, and now it's the head office of Tembeck. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's it really it's. Uh, well, it was also it was also where you grew up part of your life there in Tennessee. Yeah, that's right. You, you and your brother, <laughs> and your brother put a great story in uh, in volume two about the more of the history of the White Oaks Inn, which I never knew. Yeah, he did some research on it. That was neat. I like that. Yeah, it was a good story. It was a good a good piece of history and very timely for this. Uh, centennial book you know that francois did that now he's in california i wonder how, how he's doing out there well he's uh yeah he went we both moved at the same time of course the whole family moved from temiskaming to montreal in 65 mm -hmm. and he went to he went to mcgill university i went to uh polytechnic and and but he did a master's degree that took him to to California. He finished, I think it was his last year of his master's degree in, in California, never came back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's still there. So he's still there. He's, uh, he's retired. He's, uh, he's living uh, in Northern California in uh, close to a place called Philo. Oh, yeah. uh, a beautiful house on top of a hill with the, but uh, there's some risks, you know, the forest fires and that kind of thing in that area. So yeah, yeah, for sure. For but he's, sure. he's doing well. He's doing yeah. well. Yeah, that's that's great. So, do you have anything else you want to tell the people that might be listening about yourself, Roger? Uh, well, no, that I'm doing well. My health is great, uh, and um, uh, that we we should try to 
to have a more an easier way to connect. Uh, I don't know if we can create maybe a WhatsApp group or something. You might have some ideas. Um, you know, <clears throat> um, where we can go through maybe people by their age or by their <laughs> their, their date so, and track track people down. Yeah, that's a, you know that's an interesting idea, Roger. I think there's some possibilities for that because um, sort of like a central hub that people can sort of say, "Hey, I'm looking for so and so." Exactly. You know, does anybody have any ideas? Because I think that's a great idea. We should maybe you and I can work together on that. Right. Sure. Man. Yeah. Just say the word. All right. All right. Well, Roger, it's been a blast connecting, reconnecting with you and reminiscing. Uh, I mean, we could go on all day, couldn't we? Sure, we could. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. To you, uh, Gary, and uh, uh, luck, uh, let's stay, stay in touch. And uh, yeah, thank you we will. very much for your efforts in putting putting this Centennial book together. As um, really it, was my, it was my pleasure, Roger. And, you know, I'm so happy because... Uh, between the two books, you know, there's been like $18,000 raised in profit for charities up there. And uh, the latest one is going to be the minor hockey uh, group up there. I think we're probably on track to be able to give them around $5,000. Oh, so, great. Yeah, that's, that'll help them out. But anyway, great. Roger, thank you very much for agreeing to... Uh, talk to me on this podcast and uh we'll talk again thank you very much gary have a good day you and, too Rock. and my my best wishes for this year and and all the following ones yeah let's hope eh <laughs> yes have a good day bye-bye okay take care roger bye